Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer? Of course he was a credible source. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And we're going to bring you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. I'm just going to say, this story is going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be big. Oh no. It's going to be huge. It's a story about Donald Trump. No, but it's going to be huge. It's going to be... It's going to be big. It's going to take you down a big, big YouTube hole. You're going to be up at night, all night, trying to go down this YouTube hole. Well, only time will tell. Collusion. <laughs> what? You, like, are almost there, but you don't sound quite... I don't remember what he sounds like, I don't honestly. either. <laughs> I just know that people make fun of him, so I'm, like, trying to... I'm copying people I've seen copy him. Every time you start with, like, huge, I think of him, but I also think of the... Pretty woman, where she's like, you work on commission? She's like, yeah, mm, you made a big mistake. Big, like, huge. huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I have a question for you. Okay. Who's the tallest person you know? Personally or that I know of? The tallest person you know of. The... There's, it's not, there's no wrong answer. The jolly green giant that is on Human those bean. beans. Human <laughs> bean. Gigi Good, um, human girl. A human girl. Not a robot. <laughs> Not a robot. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's got to be like a... Andre the Giant. How tall was he? Okay. So, yeah, that's one of the people I've written down. Andre the Giant was seven feet tall. Okay. There's got to be people a little taller. Yeah. So, um, Big Show, who's a WWE superstar. Okay. He is seven feet tall. Okay. Uh, a NBA, lot of wrestlers already. <laughs> a lot of wrestlers. Love them close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, Yao Ming, the NBA oh. basketball player. I know he played for the Spurs. I'm sure he played for other people, but yeah. he was seven foot six inches. You know what? I forgot he was a person. He hasn't played in a while, right? I don't think so. I think he's been retired for a little bit. Um, a little bit, probably like years. We have no idea. He's played in my lifetime, but so is Michael Jordan. So honestly, <laughs> who knows? Who, who knows? knows? <laughs> I forgot that Michael Jackson died in our lifetime today. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the tallest man officially on record was Robert Wadlow, W-A-D-L-O-W, and he was 8 foot 11 inches tall. What? So, um... Eight, I can't even picture it. No, I can't either. So, like, Andre the Giant seems huge, right? And yeah. And Dad's, like, 6'2". Sure, I don't know. That's, like, two... Almost three feet taller than him. Yeah. That's crazy to me. How tall are our ceilings? 12 feet? I'd say 10. We need to get a tape measure out and measure this so I can see it. You do you know? want to do that now? No, no, no. We'll do it after. We'll do it after. I could look at how tall John Cena is and measure based on the cardboard cutout that sits behind that's you. That's true. Okay, good idea. Um, Let's just order a cardboard cutout of Yao Ming and we'll be partway there. I don't know if we could fit it through the door. <laughs> He's not that tall. He's not that tall. Hang also, on. we could fit it sideways through the door shh, and shh, then shh, stand shh, it shh, up. Shh, shh. John Cena's 6'1". 
So add two this life size cardboard three cutout. feet onto that <laughs> add three feet onto that cardboard cutout it'd be taller than our ceiling oh my god i think <laughs> anyway real tall right so that seems like hard for us to comprehend yeah uh, the average height in the united states is five foot nine for men and five foot four for women really yeah i'm above average you know like fairly standard there's not like a ton of difference as yeah. far as country to country although if you google a list it'll tell you the exact height average heights in every country. country of course um so with this all being said today's story could just be a tall tale or it could be a literal giant cover-up i'm quitting this podcast wait, wait. you're on your own to be fair this episode was dad's idea Dad, Did he come up with those jokes, too? He said them, but I had already written them down, so I'm not giving him credit. Or, <laughs> Great minds just think alike, I guess. He said tall tale after I did, but when I said giant cover-up, he said, oh, I like that one better. So, <laughs> Okay. Is this about tall people, or did you just have that tall person intro just to say that, and then we're going to move into the story? <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about literal giants. Oh, okay. Oh, so, um, Andre the Giant, who was seven feet tall, actually had a disorder known as giantism. Right. And he also had acromegaly. So, acromegaly is where your fingers are super, super long. Okay. But giantism and acromegaly are caused by the pituitary gland, which is in your head. Sure. Releasing too much growth hormone, and you just kind of, mm-hmm. like, continue to grow it forever. Too much. Yeah, it, like, doesn't shut off. Okay. Despite the percentage of people born with giantism only being three in one million people, it is surprising how often giants are mentioned, if you think about it, in folklore, legends, and other things that we, like, That's true. It's like a common theme in a lot of them. Yeah. Much the same way that there's kind of, like, dragons in every culture. Yeah, there's it's giants. It's weird how there's giants in every culture. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that. I hadn't either until Dad suggested this, and then I'm gonna tell you, this took me so much time to research because... I Are giants real? Scientists and experts have yet <laughs> oh, to agree. okay. So there have been legends of giants and giant races dating back centuries through various cultures around the world. Paintings and murals of giants have been found in many cultures. Think of, like, the titans of Greek mythology, Goliath in the Bible, Paul Bunyan, and Jack and the Beanstalk, or yeah. you said the Jolly, Jolly Green, Green Giant. Giant. Yeah. I was asking Dad about the one we used to watch the movie of, Gulliver's Travels, because I thought that was one. He, like, goes to this island and tiny people tie him up. I but then I, I realized that he said they're not actually... They're, like, very small, and he's normal size. He's yeah. not a giant. But then he goes to another island, and he's the small one. And I said, we're all on a, like, on a cat's collar. Night, so. of, night of the museum. Night of the museum. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, really, like... Little people. What I'm saying is Gulliver doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, that one doesn't count. Right. Uh, the Quinametzin giants, Q-U-I-N-A-M-E-T-Z-I-N, were part of Aztec mythology. Okay. And they populated the world during the era of the sun reign. Yeah. I tried to look this up. I can't get, like, an exact date. Okay. There were, like, multiple sun eras. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sun reign era. Sure. Interestingly, it is said that these giants built the ancient citadel of Teotihuacan. T-E-O-T-I-H-U-A-C-A-N. Which is 
a name that means place where men become gods in the Great Pyramid of Kaluda, C-H-O-L-U-L-A. There were supposed to be 10 of these giants that were mentioned in ancient Aztec mythology. Okay. It is said that when the Spanish conquistadors came to America, they actually saw real flesh and blood giants. This is like things that they said when discoverers came to America. Okay. They witnessed giants. Sure. According to legend and accounts of the Spanish invasion in the book, quote, The Broken Spears, giants lived among the Aztecs and one of their heroes... T-Z-I-L-A-C-A-T-Z-I-N helped fight the Spanish during an attempt of hostile takeover in the city of Tenochtitlan. Sure. Sounds about right to me. Sounds right. (laughs) Okay, so, like, yes, we're talking about giants in, like, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years ago because gods and Greek mythology Mm -hmm. and all these things, but also, like... The Spanish, that wasn't, like, so far long ago that it's impossible to think about. Right. Like, it'd be not in our lifetime, but, like, think, like, Columbus era. Yeah. There were accounts of giants. Right. George Washington. 1490, no. 1492, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. blue. 1700s was the Revolutionary War, so it's not that. (laughs) What? I get confused. I always want to say 1792, but it's not that. Don't come at me, uh, history people. Dead. (laughs) So this giant that helped the Aztecs fight against the Spanish uh, is depicted in a stone carving. Think like... Egyptian hieroglyphics, yeah. but a stone carving known as the Florentine Codex. I will post a picture of that. It's pretty cool. Sure. It's like a hieroglyphic of his, like, journey. Or his legend, I guess. Yeah. But, like, that's 1400s-ish. Yeah. yeah. George Washington and even Abraham Lincoln mentioned the existence of giant bones. When? Well, I'm about to tell Wait you. Wait a second. Listen. Why did I not learn about this? We're going to get to that, and we're going to be mad. You're going to be mad with me. Oh, my God. So, George Washington oversaw the construction of Fort Loundon, L-O-U-N-D-O-U-N, in Winchester, Virginia, during the French and Indian War. Okay. During this construction, it was said that giant skeletons were unearthed, measuring at least seven feet tall when they were laid out. Okay. And they did this kind of, like, hastily, because they're building a fort, and then the bones were lost. Yeah. Because they were like, we're fighting a war, we're not keeping track of these bones. Well, I mean, I get it, but at the same time... It's a little disappointing. It's a little disappointing. Where's our historian? Where's our archaeologist? Wasn't important when you're trying to survive a war. I guess. I guess. In 1848, Abraham Lincoln, however, wrote about these skeletons. So he, like, actually wrote down in a speech uh, that was basically a rant about Niagara Falls. So he was, like, just, like had a bunch of writings and one of them was about the splendor of Niagara Falls. Sure. And how you feel when you see it. Okay. So I'm going to read a part of that speech. Okay. When Columbus first sought this continent, when Christ suffered on the cross, when Moses led Israel through the Red Sea, nay, even when Adam first came from the hand of his maker, then as now, Niagara was roaring here. His eyes of that species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. 
contemporary with the whole race of men and older than the first man, Niagara is strong and fresh today as 10,000 years ago. The mammoth and the mastodon now so long dead that fragments of their monstrous bones alone testify that they ever lived have gazed on Niagara. In that long, long time, never still for a single moment, never dried, never froze, never slept, never rested. This is a bigger speech, but basically there's a section where he says giants have gazed upon Niagara Falls and their bones are buried in the mounds of America. Yeah, uh, two, two, three things just to point out really quick. Sure. One, why was like this not mentioned in the Declaration of Independence? Not the Declaration of National Treasure. In National Treasure? <laughs> yeah. I think that they didn't want to ruffle feathers. Okay, two, that comes to my next point. Is this one of those things that like the government knows aliens are real so, like, the president is informed, like, when he becomes or she becomes president, they become president. Mm -hmm. They're informed of the existence of giants and aliens, but it's, like, kept on the DL. Are you asking me? Yeah. Like, is that what it well, seems how like? how would I know that? Okay, also. Hey, do I look like the president? <laughs> do I look like Joe Biden you? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I know I was trying to speak like Donald earlier, but, like, no. Third point. In my mind, this isn't completely unreasonable mm -hmm. but hear me out even in like a scientific way there have been species of animals mm -hmm. that have gotten smaller mm -hmm. giant sloth mm -hmm. due to climate change sure. and like evolution evolution and things like that so who's to say that giants weren't just like really i mean obviously they're just like they're really, really big people big. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and then like as evolution went on it just wasn't sustainable, mm -hmm. and so our genetics changed, sure. and so we... Titanoboa. Yeah. Titanoboa. Or the Megalodon or yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, there's there's many examples of animals that have done the same thing, mm -hmm. and for survival, they mm -hmm. had to shrink. Mm -hmm. So why not? Why not, people? Thank you for being on my team here. And Bigfoot is just like remnants of these giant Folk. Sure. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> Remind me to talk about the human tree when we get there. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, um, the reason that some people will uh, counter this example specifically is because there's one sentence where Abraham Lincoln says, the eyes of that species of extinct giants. Okay. And then there's two sentences later, he says, the mammoth and the mastodon now so long dead that fragments of their bones alone testify that they ever have grazed, gazed upon Niagara. Oh, uh, so they're saying say, that he's just repeat, he's just saying both times that it's like giant animals. Right. Not giant as in giant people. Yeah. Okay. But people. why people. would he say, why, why would, would he make it two different lines then? Exactly. And why would he say that those are the bones filling the mounds of America? Yeah. So if you think about, um, well, I have one more example, and then we'll get into the mess. Sure. So another more well-known instance of alleged di giants comes from the writings of Ferdinand Magellan's chronicler. So Ferdinand Magellan, like, was one of the people that, like, sailed His during the time of Columbus. Magellan? Yeah. Hmm. Wait, how do you think it's said? Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. But you know what I mean? He was, like, a explorer. 
He did a lot of navigational exploration. <laughs> His name's been thrown He's around like in a some, classroom or two, maybe. I don't know. It's like some old social studies <laughs> stuff. But his chronicler, Antonio Pigafetta, P-I-G-A-F-E-T-T-A, wrote about a giant race that they discovered upon their discovery of Patagonia, which is what we consider Chile and Argentina today. Okay, sure. It's like the southern part so of where the, the name of the jacket company came from. I think so. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. So the southern part of the Andes Mountains, which the only reason I know about them is the um, Indies and the Andes <laughs> from the Indies to the Andes yeah. and his undies. Yeah, and he never slept a day except on Sundays yeah. or something. Whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Song. No. I. Yeah. Look up that song. You won't be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So southern part of the Andes Mountains, Chile and Argentina, was known as Patagonia when he found it. Okay. And it was said that when he discovered the area, he named it Patagonia that loosely translated to Land of the Big Feet. Okay. Because they were witnessing these giants on the shore. Sure. Okay. So this is a quote from the writings of the Chronicler. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a super villain. Like the Tickler. Doesn't the Riddler. The Chronicler. The Chronicler. <laughs> One day we so suddenly saw a naked man of giant stature on the shore of the port dancing, singing, and throwing dust on his head. The captain, general, the captain general sent one of our men to the giant so that he might perform the same actions as a sign of peace. Having done that, the man led the giant to an islet where the captain general was waiting. When the giant was in the captain general's in our presence, he marveled greatly and made signs with one finger raised upward, believing that we had come from the sky. He was so tall that we reached only to his waist, and he was well proportioned. Accordingly to the writings of this chronicler, yeah. Magellan and his crew attempted to return to Italy with two of these giants. Yeah. But the giants were unable to survive the long trip back across the ocean. Yeah, because they've probably never been used to stuff like that. Right. That's sad. So accounts of this area report that the Patagonians were anywhere from 7 to 12 feet tall. Yeah, they said they came up to their waist, but how tall were they? Yeah, they were shorter yeah. than... But still, if you're 5 foot and you came up to their waist, that's they've got to be like 10 feet. Right, exactly, exactly. So uh, Francis Drake, who was an English chaplain and explorer known for his... Uh, he went around the world in like one trip. He, like, made it all the way around in one trip. Sure. Um, he... In a boat? Yes. <laughs> he lived in, like, 1577 to 1580. Okay. Is Sorry, 1577 to 1580 was when his trip was. <laughs> he lived in... <laughs> that was, like, three years. He, he was, was three, three years old. <laughs> when, he, when he made his trip around the world. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote of people... Of a race in this area that was seven feet tall. Okay. Same area? Same... Same area. Okay. Um, in contrast, Anthony Knivet, K-N-I-V-E-T, who was an English sailor, went and lived among these tribes for a period of time and claimed to have seen dead bodies in the region that were 12 feet tall. Oh, wow. Okay. He made this, like, uh, report in the 1590s. Okay. So, close enough together that... Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It could be that range. 7 yeah. to 12 feet makes sense. Sure. Skeptics say that the people that they were referring to were likely members of the Tehuelche, T-E-H-U-E-L-C-H-E, which was a native tribe that could have stood slightly larger in statue because they needed a certain amount of 
stamina and strength to survive the harsh climates there. Yeah. And there are some pictures of really tall tribe members. Yeah. Like Native American tribe leaders later on who yeah. people consider to be giants. Yeah. But they were just like. So the skeptics, the tall. skeptics that are saying that these aren't giants are literally saying that they were just taller because they needed to survive. Yeah. They're, they're not they're, giants. You're describing they're a giant. <laughs> you're describing a race of people who are taller than you. That, like, what do you mean? What are you considering to be a giant then? They're not giants. They're just tall. <laughs> On average, they could be ten feet tall. That's not it. What? What do you tall. mean? That, giant. that means that's Pahui. <laughs> I like that. That's Pahui. That's Pahui. Uh, there's a fact of number. There is, in fact, a number of photographs from the late 1800s that show this tribe called um, that inhabited the Tierra del Fuego region of Patagonia. So okay. these are like descendants of what the other people were seeing, right? Before. Magellan sure. and um, Francis Drake and Cavett would have yeah. seen. Okay. Uh, and they were six and a half feet tall. The women were. Yeah. The men were over seven feet well, that's in what, these photos. And again, that's what we're saying. Maybe it was like an evolution thing. And this is 300 years later or mm-hmm. so. So maybe they were getting smaller. Sure. Why not? Just saying. And the ones that were seven feet then were like the beginning of that yeah. evolution. Yeah. If you want something that hits closer to home. There is an entire website dedicated to the giants of West Virginia. Wait, what? Really? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'll post that link. But um, I'm going to read some snippets from that website Dang about it. claims of giants. Why didn't I get those jeans? Why didn't we get the giant jeans? Yeah. Well, we're not not giants. We're just short. <laughs> we're above average. <laughs> <laughs> now we're above average. We are. That's true. <laughs> So in 1857, the Western Literary Messenger reported that the skeleton of a giant had been found, stating, quote, A day or two since, some workmen engaged in subsoiling the grounds for, of Sheriff Wickham at his vineyard in East Wheeling. They came across a human skeleton. Although much delayed, there was dif- little difficulty in identifying it by placing the bones, which could not have been belonged to other than a human body in their original position. The impression made from the skeleton itself was measured by the sheriff and a brother of the craft locale, both whom were prepared to swear that it was 10 feet 9 inches in length. Wait, this is East Wheeling? East Wheeling, yes. So, we'll get to it. Its jaws and teeth were almost as large as those of a horse. The bones were, the bones are to be seen at the sheriff's office. In 1838, when amateurs excavated the Grave Creek Mound in Moundsville, West Virginia, which is like 20 minutes from here. What? They were said to have found giant human skeletons inside that were at least eight feet tall. Why is there no museum for this? We're going to get there. Don't you worry. (laughs) So so when um, Abraham Lincoln's talking about the bones that are found in the mounds of America. Yeah. These burial grounds, which were Native American burial grounds, yeah. there have been alleged cases of giant skeletons found there. Well, if you're talking about, well, these were Native peoples, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, like that makes sense that they were. Is this like a government cover up? Not exactly. Because of like natives we'll get there they're like we're gonna treat them poorly they weren't giants not exactly okay but you're get you're on the right trail <laughs> keep on that keep path. i'm going 
<laughs> so the giant burial mounds excavated in New England were said to have held giant skeletons with two rows of teeth that could fit over the head of a regular-sized human and ranged in height from 7 to 10 feet tall. In the island of... Two rows of teeth? Yeah. Like sharks. Some of these are said to have been cannibalistic people. But I, mean, I didn't go into that because it would have been a whole nother hole of YouTube. And they're still out in these national parks. Listen, I'm not going to get into that. That's neither here nor there today. <laughs> On the island of Catalina, off the coast of California. Um, Catalina wine mixer. Catalina, yes, thank you. I know and I can't think of anything else. But between the years of 1919 and 1928... Nearly, well, I just have nearly skeletons, so I took out the number of how many there were. We're gonna. Say I'm pretty sure a it's a thousand. It, I think it's more. A lot of skeletons <laughs> were found and exhumed from 800 grave sites by amateur archaeologist Ralph Gidden. Yeah. Glidden, G-L-I-D-D-E-N. Amateur. They, yeah. And he did 800 of these burial sites. Hang on. By the end of it, he must have been an expert. Well, what you don't know is you have to actually know the number of skeletons that you've assumed. I'm pretty sure it's like 4,000. I think it's well, like yeah, 4, I mean, the, I'm going to look. Well, here's the thing. Even if it's 800 burial sites, one per burial site is going to be 800. There's no way. Like, there's no way there's just going to be one in each burial ground. Correct. So that makes sense that it's in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Numerous skeletons. <laughs> 4,000. <laughs> 4,000 seems numerous. I'll, that checks out. Yeah. So, um, these skeletons that Glidden unearthed were said to have double rows of teeth. Some had six fingers. A lot of people thought he was lying for publicity, but Ralph wasn't the only archaeologist in the area to report finding giant remains on the island and in islands in the same vicinity. This is the 1920s, right? 1920s, yes. Um, in the islands surrounding Catalina, skeletons that were said to be 7 foot 9 inches tall were found. Where like, are these skeletons? Multiple. Would you just keep your pants on? <laughs> I Hung, can't. I gotta know. Hung your titties. <laughs> The Americas are not the only location where giant skeletons have allegedly been found. In Wales, there's a prehistoric copper mine called the Great Orm Mine, O-R-M-E, and dates back 3,500 years. When the mine was first uncovered, there were accounts of the discovery of thousands of massive sledgehammers, which weighed somewhere in the range of 60 pounds. For comparison, today's sledgehammer on the heavy end is 20 pounds. Yeah, but wh who is that one guy that raced the train? John Henry. <laughs> yeah. How big was, how tall was John <laughs> oh, Henry? I don't. <laughs> About six feet. Okay. He's just a big buff boy. He had big sledgehammers though, right? He did, but I don't think it was 60, 60 pounds. pounds. They found 60 pound sledgehammers. I can barely pick up a sledgehammer now. Six kilograms. How much is six? What a, what a <laughs> hole we've dug. 13 pounds. Okay. Okay. So. A lot bigger. Let me explain. Well, let me sum up. <laughs> it's too much. John Henry was only six feet tall and his sledgehammer was 13 pounds. <laughs> if you don't know who John Henry was, 
They worked on the railroad. They worked on the railway lines, and he had to race a train so they could like keep their jobs, right? Right. He had to no. He had to race a machine that laid down railroad tracks. Yeah. And yeah. prove that people could do it better. Yeah. Did his heart explode when he died? Yeah, when he I think done? so. I'm not looking that up too. It's too sad. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, in this cave in Wales, they found sixty pound sledgehammer. Right. So four times the size of John Henry's sledgehammer. Okay. That's pretty big. You'd have to be pretty big to lift that. Yeah. Or pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. So, people say that that is evidence as to the existence of giants. Yeah. So, this explains how, like, the pyramids and stuff were built. Some people think so, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was in 1919. Uh, there was an, also just a huge burst of reporting in the early 1900s by newspapers like the New York Times, the London Globe, and the Scientific American, who published articles reporting the discovery of giant human skeletons. I'm going to read a couple of these articles. Sure. I'm not going to read all these, but I'm going to read some snippets. The New York Times published an article on May 4th of 1908 called Giant Skeletons Found, Cave in Mexico Gives Up the Bones of an Ancient Race. On May 3rd, Excuse me, Boston, May 3rd. Charles C. Clapp, who was recently returned from Mexico, where he has been in charge of Thomas W. Lawson's mining interests, has called the attention of Professor Aglaze who remark- to the remarkable discovery made by him. He found in Mexico a cave containing some 200 skeletons of men of each above 8 feet in height. The cave was evidently the burial place of a race of giants who predated the Aztecs. Mr. Clapp arranged the bones of one of these skeletons and found the total length to be 8 feet 11 inches. Now that's the Guinness Book of World Records. Yep. Tallest man. The femur reached up to his thigh and the molars were big enough to crack a coconut. The head measured 18 inches from front to back. Over a foot. (laughs) We need... Um, I need a tamer right now. Stat. (laughs) Um, This article, I don't know exactly where it's from, but it says Indian skeletons found under Oklahoma mound. It's from, um, basically they said that among the treasured finds in this mound when they unearthed it was a large femur indicating the owner must have been at least nine feet tall. Bones and skeletons of other human beings of normal size were also found. So there was, like, one really, really tall person and then some, like, normal. On Friday, July 11th, 1919, there was an article published that said, A giant skeleton 18 foot tall found in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. 18? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Austin, Texas, June 14th. If the report that the fossilized skeleton of a giant 18 feet tall has been found near Seymour, Texas, is true, it is the most important ethical ethnological discovery ever made in the world remarked dr j e pierce professor of, professor of anthropology of the university of texas quote it would break all previous records of giants by nearly 10 feet as the tallest man known to anthropological research was only eight feet five inches in height so this was before mr wadlow the skeleton is in possession of w j mckinney in houston texas He's an oil prospector who found it and has been seen by a number of people who vouch for the truth of the size of the relic of herefore to an unknown race. Hey, Whitney. Yeah. Where's this skeleton? What did I say? (laughs) If you're not going to be patient, I'm not telling you the rest. I can't do this. (laughs) Mr. McKinney, while making 
an excavation on a narrow water-washed watershed between the Brazos and Wichita Rivers came upon the fossilized skeleton near the surface. Mr. McKinney writes, quote, I estimate that the man weighed from 2,000 to 2,500 pounds. According to my deductions, he lived about 2,800 years ago. The skull is six times the size that of an ordinary man. Wait, who said this? Mr. Kinney, and oil, the oil prospector who found it. So I don't necessarily. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> but other people saw it and said at least the height measurement was. Well, I guess if he's an oil prospector, he'll. He's seen some stuff. <laughs> sure. Now, in the 1900s, when all these newspaper articles are blowing up. Yeah, early 1900s. Each of the remains were sent to the Smithsonian Museum for further study. I'm pissed. The Smithsonian I'm pissed already. was established in 1846 and was tasked with the mission of organizing the anthropological history of the United States. It is sometimes referred to as the nation's attic and has assessed somewhere in the range of 154 million items between its range of museums, research centers, and other facilities. But the fact is... None of this evidence was ever seen again. Hold on. I'm tweeting at the Smithsonian right now. <laughs> I you can't. Should Why don't you wait until the end? I'm so mad. Where them bones at? Hey, where did all those bones of giants go after they were sent to you in the early 1900s? mark tweet okay okay <laughs> now that that's done we'll see if they reply so the vanishing evidence of these supposed giant races bones continues to elicit questions of whether the smithsonian destroys giant skeletons in order to cover up some inconvenient blip in the archaeological narrative that we've been told this question to whether or not there was a giant cover-up of giant races has been heatedly debated for the past century. It's been more than that. How did uh, how were all of them sent to the Smithsonian? And how so, were all of them The Smithsonian gone? was literally built for people to send them things and them to classify and organize them and then display them and spread the word. Yeah. That was like their job. Oh, apparently there's like thousands of the, well, they probably all weren't sent to the Smithsonian. But it's more than one. More than, hey, it's more than <laughs> one. Um, so researchers have found what appears to be corroborating evidence while skeptics say that these bones are just big prehistoric animals that the Smithsonian received and then reclassified to display later. Are so, dinosaurs fake and they're actually bones of giant people that have been rearranged? That'd be fun. <laughs> I like that. Ask them that. Tweet at them and ask them that. Hey, Smithsonian. <laughs> so while physical evidence is apparently non-existent right now, there are seemingly endless trail of written and anecdotal suggestion that the larger race once walked the earth. Now, there's a man by the name of Richard Dewhurst, D-E-W-H-U-R-S-T, who wrote a book called The Ancient Giants Who Ruled America. I read part of this book. Okay. And then I found an article that summed this book up. So, we're going to go on <laughs> We that did the spark notes. Because <laughs> this book's like 300 and some pages. Oh, and I no. was like, my dude. <laughs> oh, no. One chapter at a time. One chapter at a time. The first one's pretty good. I did read through it. But he points to a man named John Wesley Powell, the U.S. Director of Ethnology in 1879, who ran the Smithsonian in its emerging years. 
In his research, Dewhurst uncovered what he refers to as the POW Doctrine. This was a paper issued on behalf of the Smithsonian, which had a decree that no anthropological research should consider any talk of lost tribes, while also describing natives as uncultured savage and lacking signs of higher intellect. So basically, he's saying that there was a narrative that the Smithsonian put together that said... They were racists. They they kind of, I don't want to say whitewashed, but they kind of whitewashed it in a way that they were like, yeah, oh no, it's completely racist, but they were like, all these tribes that you're sending us of, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. We will not keep and or learn about and or display anything that you send us, including people who potentially were 10 feet tall. Right. And the only things we're going to keep are things that point to them being uncultured, savage, and lacking any smarts. I'm so mad! Now, there is a paper that was supposedly released um, that said, it was a quote by Powell, the guy who was in charge of the Smithsonian during this time and made this decree. Okay. And it said, quote, Hence it will be seen that it is illegitimate to use any pictographic matter of a date anterior to the, the discovery of the continent by Columbus for historic purposes. Oh, my God. So he's basically saying, like... Anything before Columbus doesn't count. Yeah. And also, like, we're not displaying anything that's outside of what our specific view is. So even if we found it after Columbus, we're not doing it. I'm so bad right yep. now. Looking back at newspaper clippings dating from the late 1800s to the early 1900s, Dewhurst, the author of the book, found a multitude of instances in which citizens from different areas of the country uncovered massive bones seemingly of human origin. Upon reporting these discoveries to media outlets, outlets or authorities, there was kind of like a men in black situation where shortly after they would receive a visit from members of the Smithsonian who would gather the bones to bring them to the museum in order to classify them for research purposes. The Smithsonian... And then they would never be seen again. I will never watch Night at the Museum ever again. He works at the Smithsonian, right? I understand. (laughs) Oh my god. So... I'm so mad. This has become one of the primary arguments basically saying that, like... This is why we don't have any proof. This is why we don't have any proof, because the Smithsonian took it. Other people say there wasn't really proof. Right. But when these, um, I'm going to say common folk, non-archaeological experts found these bones, they laid them out in what they thought was a human pattern. Okay. And said, this is clearly something we've read about in the Bible. In the Old Testament. Right. Got it. Which was a literal giant of the Old Testament. Yes. We're, I'm on the right, I'm on the same page. Now, I have, a, I have a question about this. So people are saying, what you found wasn't really a giant, you just laid it out to look like a giant. Yeah. Giants don't exist. But you're saying that there were giants in the Old Testament, but yeah, you're saying giants don't exist? Yeah, and also like then rearrange the bones. Then you put oh, them we can't because the Smithsonian took them. took them. So, if there are giants in the Bible, yeah, and you believe in the Bible, yeah, then there's giants. Then there's giants. We can't pick and choose, people. 
We've there's talked either, about this on other topics. Giants e- are also one of... We cannot pick and choose. There's either giants or there's not giants. There's either giants or there's not giants. And if you said that the that the Bible is the word, then the word on the street is that giants are real. Well, the word on the book. The word on the book. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to give some examples of giants in the Bible. Okay. For corroborating evidence for what I think, which is that... There were giants. <laughs> so in Genesis... Well, I mean, I believed you at Abraham Lincoln, so I don't know. <laughs> I knew through him, but he's a credible source. Abraham Lincoln, vampire slayer? Of course he was a credible source. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> so in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, it states, There were giants, Nelfilm, in the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God came in came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men renowned. So Nephilim? Nephilim. It's a supernatural thing. I knew it is. you would know. It is. I knew you would know. It is. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is. I, I mentally put a note that said, ask Caitlin how to pronounce this. It's supernatural. Well, that's how they pronounce it, but I mean, I don't yeah. know. So you kind of get the idea that basically. They weren't giants, though. In the Bible, what they're saying is which I'll read a little bit more, but in the Bible, what it says is there were fallen angels yeah. or demons mm-hmm. who would sleep with people, slept with human women mm-hmm. and the birth, their children, their offspring were giants. Yeah. In Supernatural, he's not a giant per se, but he is like the most powerful being ever. Mm-hmm. So they could have taken that and done it more of like a, he's not a literal giant. He's got a giant superpowers. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. I mean, supernatural probably doesn't run not on a par with the Bible, but <laughs> but for example, um, Goliath from David and Goliath was said to be yeah a nephilim. Nephilim. How are you saying it? Uh, nephilim. Nephilim. I, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm only he... saying it from what supernatural says. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's legit. So in Numbers thirteen verse thirty three, it states, "We saw the nephilim there." The descendants of Anak came down with the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes as we looked them, and we looked the same to them. So they're saying, like, we stood next to these Nephilim, and we looked like grasshoppers. grasshoppers. Sorry. Like I said, David and Goliath is in the Bible. That's a story that we know. Yeah. Goliath could have easily been a Nephilim, or a descendant of a Nephilim. Yeah. In the Bible, it's written that he stood six cubits and a span tall, which is somewhere between seven and ten feet, depending <laughs> on the translation. Six cubits and a span tall. I'm going to start saying that if it's like, how tall are you? Six cubits and a span tall. <laughs> I tried to explain this to Dad. I was talking to Dad about this, and I was like, cubits. I was like, should have measured him in hands. And he's like, what are you talking about? Horses. Right. And Dad's like, horses don't have hands. And I said, Dad, I understand that, but that's how people measure horses. I don't be mad at me. I was over on the bench. <laughs> God. Okay, so David and Goliath, we got a couple other instances of giants. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, that's hard. Deuteronomy 3 verse 11 mentions Og, the king of Bashan, who is said to be nine cubits tall. Uh-huh. Now, if Goliath was six cubits tall and this bro is nine cubits tall, he's a big boy. He's a big boy, yeah. Unless we're, like, completely wrong about what a cubit is. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I Like I said, between 7 and 10 for 6 cubits in a span. It's like a bushel and a peck. I don't listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> Six cubits in a span is a Goliath. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried. No, no, I like it. It's good. So then we have the book of Enoch, E-N-O-C-H. Mm-hmm. Now this isn't canon in the Bible. Okay. In some religions, because it was not, it was found amongst the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. And it recounts the story of Noah's grandfather. Okay. You're looking at me like, I don't know what the Dead Sea Scrolls are. I, listen, <laughs> it's a bunch of scrolls that were found in the Dead Sea is what we're going with. And some people think that they were part of the Bible. That can be our question this week. Let us know if you know what the Dead Sea Scrolls were without Googling it. Yeah. I can Google it. I'm just not taking the time to do that right now. <laughs> anyway, these could or could not be a part right. of the they, Bible. They weren't found with the other books. Yeah. They were found later. But they are connected because they're supposed to be the story of Noah who built the Ark's grandfather. Sure. Now. And he really had to make it so big so his grandfather could fit. He wasn't an Ethel. He wasn't a giant. <laughs> But he lived for 365 years and apparently was taken away in a fiery chariot before the Great Flood by the Archangel Michael. Okay. Some people... Now, side note. We could do a whole other story about how people think the Archangel Michael, according to this story, was an alien who abducted Enoch. Really? Listen. (laughs) When I say I went down the biggest hole on the internet... For this story. I just keep picturing supernatural stuff, so. I'm sure that you have some point of reference more than I do. Uh, me. <laughs> One more point of reference than I do. So, the Archangel Michael took Noah's grandfather away right. in a chariot of fire. Correct. In the end, before the flood. Yeah. Prior to that, the Nephilim who, like I said, they're in the book of Genesis and Deuteronomy and Numbers, and now they're part of the book of Enoch, were said to be the offspring of human women and the Watchers. The Watchers were said to either be angels or aliens that look like angels, but they're like fallen angels. They're demons. Slightly terrifying. It's horrifying, yes. Uh, Some people think that these beings were the reason for the Great Flood. Okay. Because... When the fallen angels mated with humans, God didn't like that. He was saying, this isn't what the plan was. You went against what I asked you to. I'm flooding the earth. Okay. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that's what some people believe. I'm flooding the earth. I'm taking the unicorns with me. I'm flooding the earth. I'm just saying that's bullshit. I'm taking with me the unicorns. (laughs) And a green jolly ranger. And the Nephilim. (laughs) And a green jolly ranger. Hey, Dad and I had an argument about this. When we... If you've ever been on a longer trip and you said, I'm going to Disneyland, I'm taking with me A, and then something that starts with an A, and the next person says something that starts with a B and something that starts with an A. No, you have to repeat it. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's why I said something with a B and something with an A. <laughs> yeah. And you've ever started with, for A, A green Jolly Rancher, and then everyone in the car has yelled at you. <laughs> Tweeted me. Tweeted me. Did I do that or did you do that? You did that. I said that. Dad told me it was you. I don't think so. I mean, I'll take credit. It's a very funny joke that we have. (laughs) So anytime I'm like, I'm going to the store, and someone goes, I'm taking with me a green Jolly Rancher. Anyway, Nephilim were giants. Yes. God didn't like that. They were giants who were the offspring of God wasn't racist. (laughs) I don't think. 
I haven't read the entire Bible. Spoiler alert for me. <laughs> God didn't like that they were demons and human women. Yeah. Human girl, not a robot. Um, <laughs> they're offspring, but they were supposedly giants. Correct. Okay. So he flooded the earth. Sure. To get rid of them, but he saved Noah and the animals. Yeah. And also Enoch was abducted by an alien <laughs> named Archangel. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> now, according to the Book of Enoch, the mingling of angel and human was actually the idea of Shurnaizahasa. No, I don't know about this one. S-H-E-R-N-I-H-A-Z-A. Who was the leader of the angel of the evil angels slash demons. Who lured 200 other fallen angels to cohabit with women. The offspring of these unnatural unions, quote unquote, were giants who were 450 feet tall. Okay. Maybe cubits. And thus... Nephilim. Giants were born into the world. So if you think that the Bible, God created the earth, then this is how giants got there. If you consider the Book of Enoch part of the Bible. Yes. Now, this passage would go on to say that the wicked angels and the giants began to oppress the human population and teach them to do evil. And for this reason, God said, I'm imprisoning the angels, probably in hell. And then as my final judgment to destroy... The rest of this great flood. Okay. Now, this is Enoch. First Enoch, 6 through 16. Now, what I also want you to understand is the book of Enoch is like 17 parts. Yeah. And there's a book called the Book of Giants within that book, I think. Okay. It was very confusing. Sure. Now, in first Enoch, there were, quote, great giants whose height was 3,000 L's. An L being 18 inches and 45 centimeters, which would make them 4,500 feet, nearly a mile tall. That doesn't make sense. Yes, that does make sense. 5,280 feet. Now pick this ball up and run every one of them. Thank you. Remember the Titans. I never know how many <laughs> feet are in a mile. Oh, no. Now pick this. You're going to run every one of them. How many feet are in a mile? How many feet are in a mile? 5,000. 280 feet. Now you pick this ball up and you run every one of them. You're killing me, Petey! You're killing me! <laughs> anyway. 1,350 meters. Tall. So, there was giants. Abraham Lincoln said it. God said it. The Quran says it. The Quran says it. Uh, they reference the people of Ad being like Jabarin which is saying they're akin to the Nephilim. So tall. Very tall. They were said to be hundreds of feet high and survived the Great Flood because they were too tall to drown. <laughs> so Nice try, God. <laughs> the Quran is saying that the people of Ad were just like what was left of the Nephilim because they were too tall to drown. Nice. Okay. Now, in my opinion, there's way too much evidence depicting the existence of giants, and it makes perfect sense that we found these skeletons Along with the Smithsonian covering them up, which I wholeheartedly believe. Sure. Because apparently there's been papers released where they were like, found the doctrine of Pal, yeah. where he said, we're destroying these. I'm yeah. not letting this out. But there's also some people who say that the Vatican was in on the cover-up because it didn't fit with their version of the Bible. <laughs> But, oh my but this is God. why this is why it's so frustrating. How did the Vatican get in on this cover up when the giants are in the Bible? 
because they didn't people pick and choose i already said this the vatican picks and it used to all be in latin so they would tell you what they wanted you to know right is this blasphemy i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's not the worst thing i've said this week it was dad's idea that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) because i what i don't understand is like why like, why are we omitting this out of our history? Like, what does it hurt? Any way you look at it, mm-hmm. the Smithsonian, just racist. Yeah. They're, the Bible, ooh, the I don't know. The human tree. The human tree. Yes. This is why. This is why. This is why they're omitting it? This is why I think you would say the Vatican helped omit, omit this. Okay. Although, though it's in the Bible. I don't know. But what I'm saying is. we all had to come from Adam. We all had to come from Adam and Eve. You cannot, in some people's eyes, you cannot believe in both evolution and creation. So the the tree theory that I'm talking about is one that I've had I had a professor tell me one time that was basically like human evolution branched off into these different branches of a tree. Yeah. One of these branches that survived led to the human beings we have today. Sure. But there were other branches of that tree and other paths it would have fall, followed down sure just like there's different kinds of dogs yeah yeah, yeah different yeah, kinds yeah, of whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so like one of those branches could have led to giants right. and different types of giants and then got smaller and smaller until they evolved into something more like humans which are tall people today yeah or that we're evolution killed, i don't know yeah that's kind of what i said at the beginning right. like we're there like, were large animals and so why not exactly. evolution wise we had to shrink just like the large animals had exactly. to shrink exactly 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 right. exactly Maybe Adam and Eve actually did come from a fish. Maybe God created a fish, and then he was like, you know what? Yeah. Well, this has been one of the things that I, again, was told by a professor at one point in time, just to, like, kind of get your mind going, was God's time, if you consider that, like, the word kairos, God's time is not the same as our time. Yeah. So if you say God created the world in seven days... That's seven days God time. Yeah. So that could have been billions of years. Yeah. Maybe God created evolution. He got to start somewhere. He, I mean, he got a start somewhere. He, I mean, <laughs> he can do what he wants. He's we're, got. We're his game of sin. Yeah. He just got a bunch of expansion packs. Dad said to me, what if the most terrifying thing is, because I said we're all on the call of a cat. Dad said, what if we're all in a shoebox under some kid's bed? And eventually he's going to come back and take us out and play with us or shake us up. And I said, or he goes to college and his mom sells us in a yard sale. And the- <laughs> Is that what happened in Toy Story? I don't know. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Anyway. Giants are real, people. This was a giant cover-up. Literally a giant cover-up. Yeah. You get my joke from the beginning now. I get get it. I get it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, wait. Do you think this was just a tall tale, or do you think it was a giant (laughs) cover-up? Giant cover-up. I'm all for conspiracy. It's absolutely. I'm all for conspiracy. You cannot. There's a documentary, and I, I'll. About giants? About people trying to find giants. Now, I think what it ends up being is, like, the. It's a series where they go to these different places and try and find giant bones. And I looked it up, and I don't think they find any in the end. <laughs> but what they do is they talk about that there's 1,400 accounts just of newspaper articles saying giants were found giants were found smithsonian's gonna take them and then poof 
the so you're telling me that 1400 times there that's what I'm nothing, saying. There's no nothing. accident in that. Like, oh, we lost 1,400 different skeletons. How? You'd be shut down. You did this on purpose. Did you check up your butt? Because <laughs> that's where your head is. Not you specifically. This dog won't fit up your <laughs> <laughs> You haven't seen this ass. <laughs> you think, will this keep up at night? Yes. Right? Smithsonian, I want answers. I've been having weird dreams. I'm since, so mad. Since I started this story. This is, like, the best news I've ever heard that, like, giants are, like, for sure real. Mm -hmm. But also the worst news in that, for some reason, everybody felt like this was... Well, Powell specifically. And the Vatican, apparently. Well, that's... I don't know how much of that I believe. I think that they did pick and choose certain things. It makes sense, though, if they were, like... Yeah, some people say the reason for that connection is because the Vatican funded that part of the Smithsonian. Like, <gasps> no way! Like, this is, oh my god. <laughs> this, I know that I'm like, I feel like, um, who was it that did the stand-up routine on RuPaul's Drag Race that just kept going, but I'll tell you about that another time. It was taste. <laughs> it was taste. So she'd start a joke and then she'd be like, but that's a story for another it's time. story for another time. That's <laughs> how I feel, but you could literally... This story is the human tree, which isn't what it's called. I'm sure there's an actual name for what I'm talking about, but I think you could go, you could go down, um, the Archangel Michael was an alien branch. You could go down the Vatican branch. You could go down just the Smithsonian with Powell branch. Yeah. You could go down any of these places Mm -hmm. and find so much more information. And I already have seven pages of research. This book wild. I only picked three newspaper clippings because I couldn't yeah. sift through them. All. Yeah, yeah. And that documentary, and I just kept watching the trailer over and over again and picking pieces off of that because it gave me so much information. I'm furious. It's like those guys who went to try to find uh, Snallygaster. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, and they then didn't, and find they didn't find it. Yeah, but they tried really hard. Yeah. The one guy was basically like, I was a skeptic. But then there was so much evidence that I couldn't ignore it anymore. How are all these people, maybe, like, not, like, giant giants, right? Like, 30 feet tall giants. Mm -hmm. But why would there be at least 1,400 accounts of people finding very tall skeletons? Mm -hmm. How would they, A, all be mistaken, Mm -hmm. lying, Mm -hmm. or, like, making it up? Like, you couldn't. Some people might have, but there's no way. Not 1,400. No. Just statistically, I don't do, hey, I don't do math, but statistically speaking, I have a feeling that that's, like, pretty slim Well, but even if they're saying, like, because even if we go back and they're saying, like, oh, these people were mistaken, like, they just put the skeleton together wrong. Mm -hmm. 1,400 people? And that's just. There's no way. That's just the newspapers. Yeah. They have supposedly 4,000 skeletons found by Glidden on Catalina Mm -hmm. Island. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. He was How like this island. No, <laughs> he was like the least credible of what I read. Yeah, because everybody's like he's an amateur archaeologist. I don't know why we're like every archaeologist has to start somewhere. God <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Start... By the end of it, he was an expert. God had to start somewhere. So did uh, Glidden. <laughs> so did this guy. Listen, giants are real. You heard it here. Everybody tweeted the Smithsonian and asked them where the bones went. They've got to have some sort of record. They do. That dude saying that he's getting well, no, rid of he, all of it. He, yeah, he got rid of it. Yeah. There was a paper released, according to my research. Yeah. 
there was a lawsuit that happened that was somebody versus the Smithsonian where they basically said, like, you covered shit up. Yeah. And the Smithsonian had to release these things. And one of the things they released was the POW doctrine. Oh, my God. Where he said, we're not, we're getting rid of any of this. Why? Why, POW? Why do you think you're better than everybody else? O'Rauk versus the Smithsonian is what it was called, I believe. Just kidding. There's several, there were several court cases against the Smithsonian where people said, oh, this one was false. There's at least one, though. (laughs) (laughs) But there, I mean, like, these things are released. There's a documentary. Go look into it. Yeah. It's very interesting. If you are bored, look up, uh... The cover-up of Giants. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Thank you. Welcome to my... Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for being angry with me. (laughs) Oh, boy. So what do you think? What do I think? I think this is going to keep me up at night. I will never sleep a snug as bug and rug ever again. I like museums. I was really rooting for the Smithsonian. I was rooting for you. (laughs) I was rooting for you. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? I feel like it... I I, I wouldn't think that it was one bad apple that Pal, like, spoiled. He was there during the time that all these, like, big discoveries were coming in because it's when, like, people were doing all these archaeological digs. And, like, I want to think that he was the one who did this and it's not, like, a whole... Group effort. Group. If you're not st- if you're just standing by and watching it happen, you're partaking in it. Maybe so. He didn't run this whole museum by himself. But also, if the Vatican was in on it, if the church tells you to do something, a lot of people are just going to do it. Yeah. I hope <sighs> this. I hope none of this is blasphemy. I've read you Bible verses where giants were real, guys. What's the definition of blasphemy? Against the church, Jesus? I don't know. Let's look it up. <laughs> The act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. Slash profane talk. Well, we do that anyway. Profane. Profanity. I don't think we ever said anything necessarily bad about the big dog. You know what? That's, (laughs) you know what? That is a little... Um, publicized (laughs) theory that God, we were made in his image, but he was just a dog who really liked people. (laughs) And so he made the thing he loved the most. So God is a canine of heaven. All dogs go to heaven. Back to God. We are getting a little (laughs) off track and I think we should pump the brakes and stop while we're ahead. We're probably behind now. That, that, (laughs) hey, St. Dog got oh, got his dog backwards. Yeah, that's probably blasphemy. We should go. Oh my god. Anyway, thank you for the story. Mm-hmm. If you want to look up more about this, you can start with Whitney's resources. They will be on our website, bugandarug.podbean.com. You can see photos on our Facebook, which is just Bug and a Rug, and then on our Instagram and Twitter, which is at biar podcast. Please email us if you have ever broken into the Smithsonian and looked at the records and seen that there were giants. Let us know. Email us. BIRpodcast at gmail.com. 
uh, we'll put maybe an Instagram or Twitter poll that was, is it a tile tale or a giant cover-up? Because I think that'd be a good time. <laughs> that is a good one. I like it. I like it. All right. Thanks so. For, yeah, thanks for listening and let us know what you think. If you have any suggestions for stories. Let us know. Uh, Hit us up if you want to just say hi. Uh, yeah. Hey. Love, love to hear from you and send you stickers. Absolutely. All right. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.